Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening. And Maria, you'll find this interesting that I heard today, uh, or at least last night, it was so cold that uh, lawyers had their hands in their own pockets. Now, I don't know. I know that's bad. You know, that, that's uh, but um, bum I need. That's right. I need a rim shot. So <laughs> Oh, come on. There's not a lawyer joke I haven't heard. I think I've heard every one of them. Uh, because people feel compelled to come up to me and they tell me lawyer jokes yes. like I haven't heard it. But you're not that kind of lawyer. No, no, I'm not. The, I'm not that kind of lawyer. I'm the kind of lawyer that talks to the KMOX people. Right, and you're a brainy lawyer. Oh, I don't know about that. But uh, but in any event, I get to share my Wednesday nights with you. So glad you're out there with us. Uh, I had a great conversation with Matt Pajeski during the break, and uh, and what what rose this conversation, what what gave rise, rather, to this conversation was I was watching the Today Show this morning, and and since Halloween is over, they had this picture of Mariah Carey breaking through ice and starting to sing Christmas music, and Matt Pajeski, when, when is it too soon, or when is the perfect time, rather, to start focusing on Christmas music? Well, Brad, I've got the correct answer for you, and okay. that is after Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Absolutely correct. I'm, I'm still in Halloween mode. I'm in I'm in Halloween overtime right now. I'm not ready to move on to even Thanksgiving yet. It's, okay. It's still I'm I'm still in the Halloween mood. And in then the I'm glow. Gonna... <laughs> in the in the glow of Halloween. Exactly. You're still there. I'll slowly slowly shift into uh, Thanksgiving. Start thinking about the food. And yep. Once that passes, then okay. All right. Maybe I'll uh, turn on some Mariah Carey. Well, you know, speaking of Mariah Carey, do you remember she lost a trademark case last year? And, and if you didn't follow this, let me let me lay the groundwork for you. Mariah Carey filed a request for a trademark, in other words, a, a copyright interest in the phrase Queen of Christmas. So she wanted to be the Queen of Christmas, just like someone got a trade name on uh Three P years ago, and uh, they had to pay somebody. I forgot who got the three P trademark. But yeah, if you want to get a trademark on something or a trade name, then if others want to use that, they got to pay you for it. So Mariah Carey tried to to become literally and legally the queen of Christmas, and so she filed it with the trademark office. And it was in late last last late last year, sometime in like uh, October, November of 2022. The trademark office said, eh, "Sorry, 
you can't get a trademark on the name uh, the Queen of Christmas because it was it was too generic. In other words, it didn't it didn't say anything in particular. Other people have used that. She wasn't the first to use it. Uh, in, in fact, uh, uh, lots of folks over the years have used the phrase Queen of Christmas. And so because of that, there was no originality. She didn't come up with it. She didn't coin it. Uh, so she could not get a trademark on it or a trade name on it. But uh, if she had, I don't know, I, I think people would have mocked her, mocked her even more. But uh, I agree with you, Matt. The, the time for Christmas music is after Thanksgiving because when you're looking forward to that overindulgence that we all know is, is Thanksgiving, you, you don't want to be thinking about Christmas until after that. No, because then the music gets old if you're listening to it for exactly. more than a month. I don't want it to grow old. I, I like I, I like Christmas. I love Christmas music too, but I just, you know, with its <laughs> I want it at the right time. I don't want exactly. to grow sick of it. Yeah, and uh, it, it's really funny. I, I, I heard... In the last week, I think I heard Monster Mash like four times. And, you know, I mean, there's nothing original about that, that song. But if I hear it once a year for a week, I'm like, okay, I'm all cool with that. And yeah. then I'll listen to it again uh, the last weekend of next October. But I don't want to be hearing Christmas music for eight weeks. Uh, I want to enjoy it during the Christmas season. Yeah. And we're not there yet. So basking in the glow, you mentioned this. I know we got to go to a break here in a minute, but uh, you were telling us all about the the Halloween decorations at the Pajeski household. But at some point, those have to come down. Yeah, and I believe that's going to be this weekend. And I also believe I will be getting a phone call to <laughs> come on over and start taking some of the stuff down and throwing it up in the attic and throwing it down in the basement and making it look like it was before October. Well, and here's another question that comes to mind, because you mentioned that this kind of gets bigger and bigger every year. Does that become more and more of a storage issue? Yeah, we are. Uh, we have taken over some of my uncle's storage space in his basement. Um, yeah, and he's not too happy about that. But um, <laughs> it's 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 definitely getting out of hand, to say the least. Yeah, it does become a storage issue. And 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 let me ask you this: This year, you didn't do anything so trite as to have like a a a, a Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, no. and you, you, you didn't do Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey this year, did no, you? No, I did not. I, did, I did, didn't even see any, I don't think, which is pretty impressive. I, I thought for sure I'd be seeing Taylor Swift's running around left and right and Travis Kelsey's walking up and down the street, but I didn't see any. Well, I, I only saw some video of some, uh, and the most common scene that I saw was a skeleton with a wig and a microphone singing to a group of skeletons all wearing uh, Travis Kelsey jerseys. <laughs> that's good. That That's the one. I, I saw that like at, at several different places. I mean, not personally. I saw a video of him. But that, I understand, was a theme. Uh, but, uh, you know, he dropped, uh, what was it, a cool $6 million bucks on a new place did he? just to get some privacy oh, yeah, I did hear about in that. Kansas City. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Well, you know, he's got uh, he's got to keep up with his girlfriend, or at least... Uh, at least try to. Hey, when we come back from this break, we've got uh, lots of things to talk about, including why are some people afraid of clowns? I mean, I know, again, it's it's November 1st. Halloween was yesterday. But as Matt Pajeski said, we're still basking in the glow of Halloween. Why are people afraid of clowns? I want to mention that, talk to you about some of the other arrests that were made on Halloween. And, uh, and then we're going to talk about Tesla. Tesla... Are they liable or should they be liable when their cars crash? More on this coming up after the break here on At Your Service, KMOX. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to At Your Service, KMOX. And uh, yeah, mention clowns because that's... One of the things people dress up as uh, uh, on Halloween, but but why are clowns so scary? Why are people afraid of clowns? Matt Jeski, wh- what do you think about clowns? They don't really bother me. They don't I know bother just, you. Just some guy in makeup, really. Yeah, doesn't bother. I mean, I don't care one way or the other. But some people are really creeped out about clowns, and so uh, it, it, I thought it was interesting that a, a psychology professor uh, did a study. Uh, apparently, and, and who funds these studies? You know, there's all these studies. Somebody funded a study on why people are afraid of clowns. Uh, I'd like to know what clown decided to fund that study. (laughs) That's what I want to know, right? But uh, apparently there was four reasons why people are afraid of clowns. First, you can never really know what a clown is thinking. Well, doesn't that apply to anyone? I mean, I guess they're saying because the makeup and the makeup of a clown makes him with a fake smile. You don't know what he's saying. But that, that's true of any makeup or or anyone who's not even wearing makeup. You don't know what people are thinking. Secondly, clowns are unpredictable. Are, are they? I mean, most of the time when you see clowns, they're like juggling and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get this study. I just want to know who funded it. That's what I want to know. And I can't find any. I really searched. I can't find how much this silly study cost. But thirdly, the clown's exaggerated features are disturbing. A big red nose, an egg head, puffs of neon colored hair. Uh, again, don't get it. And then fa- uh, lastly, movie clowns are terrifying. Well, that may be true. If you watch the Joker uh, in the Batman movie, uh, at least the last one, not the, the, the Joker in the TV series, Batman, he wasn't scary at all. Uh, what was it? Cesar Caesar Romero, I think was his name. And what was funny is, and Matt, you've you probably never have you ever even seen the Batman oh TV my gosh. series? I love the old Batman. Okay. Have you seen show. that like on oh, me yeah. TV or something? Yeah. Well, if you've ever, if you've ever, and I got a text just now. So this is a good one. I've gotten a lot of texts this evening. Thank you. And they're very clever, very creative. And someone just texted in and said, the scariest clown I know is the clown in the White House. So that that's that uh, we'll give you that one. That's a that's a good one. Thank you very much. So uh the the, the this idea though that the clowns are scary, uh to me, 
doesn't make a lot of sense, but people are definitely afraid of them. I actually know a guy who went to clown school. Now, this is not a joke. There's a clown school in Florida. It's run by, of course, Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey Circus. And so a friend of mine who's retired and apparently doesn't have anything better to do went down there to the clown school. And the focus the focus of the clown school was, and he even told me this, part of the focus was how not to be scary. And I said, well, how do you, how do you not be scary? And he said, well... You know, don't be uh, don't be lunging at people. Make sure that your costumes aren't too disturbing. But I'm like, you know, if you're going to a kid's party and you show up looking like Pennywise from It, I mean, of course you're going to scare the kids. I, I don't understand this whole clown thing. But maybe if you're afraid of clowns, I would certainly uh, love to hear your perspective on it. Speaking of clowns, this is a good segue. To me, there's nothing better than idiot criminals. And because we we have think about this, we have this image sometimes of criminals that they're all James Bond villains, right? But but they're not. That's why they're criminals. And and this guy, this guy in Florida, actually in Key West, for Halloween last night, he was dressed up as a banana. And he's only twenty, but and I know this is shocking. He's twenty years old, but he had been consuming large amounts of alcohol. I know that that's. That's you're shocked that a 20 year old would be consuming alcohol. Uh, and what happens when you consume alcohol? Well, the alcohol has to has to come out, right? So uh, this particular gentleman was taking care of that uh, process uh, out on the street, and he uh, dressed as a banana, and he was right across the street from a set of outdoor porta potties. So he didn't even bother to go in the porta potties. And uh, the Key West police officers who were doing their duty uh, while this gentleman was doing his duty, uh, they, they said they came over to him and they said, hey, listen, pal, uh, we're going to have to place you under arrest here. And he started running. Now, I want you to picture the scene. Here's a guy with his apparently with his pants half down, dressed head to toe as a yellow banana, running from the cops just last night in Key West, Florida. And in a newspaper article that's talking about this particular arrest last night, I'm, I'm reading exactly that the, 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 that the man dressed as a banana was zigzagging to prevent capture. And, the, and one cop g- went to grab him by the legs while the second cop, this is from the police report, Grabbed him by the peel. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not that's that's from the police report. So you had two cops that took him down and uh and yes, they they arrested him for disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and apparently another misdemeanor related to uh what he was doing at the time he was arrested. So he's scheduled for arraign, arraignment on November 16, but there's no word yet on when he's scheduled to be peeled. We don't know that. So we'll have to stay tuned uh, for that. But, you know, you don't have to go to Key West. You don't have to go to Key West, Florida to find guys like this because just recently, right here in St. Louis, there was a St. Louis man whose crime spree included an armed taco holdup. Yeah, that's right. He went, he went, he went by a, a several Mexican restaurants. He pointed guns at victims 
and stole tacos from their hands. He didn't steal money. He didn't hurt anyone. He just stole their tacos. Well, apparently, and, and this is this is a this is a key. This is a learning opportunity here. If you're going to steal someone's tacos at gunpoint, don't stop to eat the tacos. Because while this Mensa candidate was eating the tacos that he had stolen, uh, the, the cops arrested him. So he was collared. He admitted that he walked up to the taco stand with his gun out, asked for a taco, left without paying, according to the probable cause statement. So, uh, you know, again, if you think that that criminals are James Bond villains, think again. Speaking of James Bond villains, great segues here this evening. Uh, speaking of James Bond villains, some people think that, uh, that uh, uh, Elon Musk is a James Bond villain. Now, see, I don't think so. I, I think... I think the guy that started Amazon is more of a James Bond villain uh, than Elon Musk. But Elon Musk's case, or Elon Musk's company, rather, Tesla, went to trial this week in California. And the issue at this trial was whether or not Tesla could be held responsible if a Tesla car, which, of course, they're famous for having basically an autopilot, if someone's injured or killed, while the autopilot's engaged, is Tesla responsible? And to me, the legal ramifications for this are profound because obviously we're all moving in that direction. Eventually, all cars are going to be self-driving. But we don't have a legal mechanism in place right now to deal with that particular issue. And we, we got to take a break here. But when I come back, I'm going to break down this decision for you and talk about how other cases, because there's a case right now in Arizona, there's a few other cases in the Southwest. As these cases start to go to trial, this could directly impact whether or not you as the consumer can even have that as a feature on your car. In other words, if there are huge verdicts against Tesla, it may be that car companies say it's not worth the liability. We can't get sued for this. We, we better not put that feature on a car. So I'll break this decision down when we get back from this break. Brad Young sitting in on At Your Service tonight on Camo X. Gold finger. He's the man, the man with the Midas touch. A spider's touch. Oh, I got to tell you, Matt Pajeski, producer extraordinaire. Thank you, Matt. Great lead-in bumper music for this. Yeah, there was this case, this Tesla case, went to trial. And when you look at it, ostensibly, the facts were very much in favor of the plaintiff, at least from the idea of damages. Because in this case, it was an accident that happened in 2019, and uh, the, the person, there was a person behind the wheel. They were traveling about 65 miles per hour in Los Angeles, outside of Los Angeles, and the car went off the road. It struck a palm tree. The car burst into flames all in a matter of seconds. It killed the driver who was, <clears throat> at least the person who was behind the wheel. And also uh, two of the passengers were also uh, severely damaged. I won't go into the details because it's not relevant. But they were asking, the plaintiffs were asking for uh, $400 million dollars uh, plus punitive damages, just $400 million in 
compensatory damages and then punitive damages on top of that. And the jury came back and awarded zero. And what's interesting is why. Because if you think about if you think about the idea of an autopilot or a driverless car or an automatically driven car is a better way of putting it. What is it that the car companies tell you? Because Tesla is not the only one that has this feature. In fact, again, I think more and more companies will have this feature, and at least until the law gets settled on what's the liability, which right now it's far from settled. So in this instance, car companies like Tesla will tell you that you're not allowed to just like take a nap. You're not allowed to start drinking and have a party on wheels just because the car drives itself. Someone still has to be responsible, aware, and able to take control if circumstances warrant. Well, let's look at the facts on this case from California. What happened was is that, yep, it was a severe damages. They asked for big money. But the person who was behind the wheel, supposedly the person responsible, was heavily intoxicated. Also, there was no evidence in the case, and neither the plaintiffs could prove it and the defense couldn't disprove it, but no one could determine one way or the other whether the autopilot was even engaged because the guy who was behind the wheel may have been so intoxicated that he thought he engaged the so-called autopilot but didn't because he was heavily intoxicated. Regardless, there was no evidence it was, it was engaged, and when it wasn't, car goes off the road as driverless cars are wont to do. And, uh, and there was a finding that there was no manufacturer's defect. But just think about the ramifications if this would have been an enormous verdict. How is it that people are to be or companies are to be held responsible if a car fails to perform? I mean, think about car accident cases. They're based on this idea of negligence, that someone had a duty, that they failed in that duty, and therefore someone else was damaged because of the tortfeasor's negligence. How does that work in a case where a driverless a car, a car that's being driven by an autopilot, has an accident? Is there someone there at fault? Well, you have to argue that the fault is in the design that it's a design defect, that it's a manufacturer's defect because equipment can't be held negligent. That's something that's a duty that's only assigned to people. At least that's the way our legal system has been. But you know, if we've got something out of a science fiction movie where truly uh, artificial intelligent beings, whether you want to call it a robot or just a, a box on a car, is driving a car can that artificial intelligence be held to a standard of being negligent? I don't, I don't know that you can do that. So if you don't have the negligence standard, the only thing you have to fall back on is a manufacturer's defect. And if that's the case, then we have to ask, ask ourselves, if an if a autopilot is driving the car, is, does that mean that any accident that happens is the result of a manufacturer's defect? You know, again, I don't know that we can say that. But the, the, the bigger issue, you want to talk about the treetop issue that goes over all of this. And this is the first, actually, this is the second case in a row that Tesla's won just this year. And then we're going we're to see a lot more of these cases 
as more and more driverless cars or cars with autopilots are on the road. It's, it's inevitable because plaintiff's lawyers are going to go after these kinds of cases. But the bigger issue is this. Let's change the facts. And someone just texted in operating while intoxicated, not driving. Well, that's true, but I don't think anyone has laws talking about operating a car. It's more of driving a car while drinking or intoxicated. And it's not even limited, rather, to cars. Uh, There was a a friend of mine who's a criminal defense attorney had a case several years ago where someone was intoxicated and was driving their lawnmower down the street. And (laughs) they're riding lawnmower. And, uh, you know, Mr. Police Officer pulled up and said, uh, hey, pal, uh, are you mowing the asphalt? What are you doing out here in your uh, lawnmower? And uh, he was arrested and uh, his defense was, it's not a vehicle, uh, but that's not required under the statute. What's required under the statute is driving uh, driving a motorized vehicle. It doesn't have to be a car. It could be, a, you know, if Farmer Joe gets hammered and drives the plow, uh, he, he could get the same kind of a ticket. So it doesn't require you to be in a vehicle. But going back to this idea, let's change the facts to discuss the idea. And if we change the facts like this, let's say that Tesla was hit for a billion dollars. What would happen the next time a case like this comes up? Well, even if the facts are different, if there's another billion dollar verdict, well, pretty soon after a couple of these billion dollar verdicts, how would car manufacturers respond if Tesla gets held responsible for any accident that happens while the autopilot is engaged. Well, that economics tells us exactly what would happen. And what would happen is, is that manufacturers would stop producing cars that have autopilot features. Well, I've never been in a vehicle. I don't own a Tesla. I've never been in a Tesla. I'd like to, but I've had the opportunity to. I just never never had that chance to go out and, and drive one. But do we really want to stop the manufacturing of any cars that have autopilot features? I can see circumstances, particularly where someone is not very good at driving at night, someone has a disability, someone might be older and they're forgetful. Well, at that point, I think uh, an autopilot driving a car would probably be safer than the individual. Or if you've got people who might be intoxicated operating vehicles, uh, that is preferable than having you know, having a having an autonomous autopilot would be preferable to having an intoxicated driver. But if if these jury verdicts were such that manufacturers look at it and they say, well, hmm, I can make a car that has an autopilot. We have the ability to do that. But if I do and we get hit for a billion dollar verdict a few times, we're not going to make any money on these cars. So why don't we just stop making them? That would be the result. And I don't know that that would be a result that would be good for society to have a situation where there's no more driverless cars. There are no more autopilots on vehicles. Look at the case of the Ford Pinto. That was a case where jury verdicts were a good thing. Why? Because when Ford made the, uh, made the Ford Pinto, for some reason that to this day, I have no idea why some engineer thought it was a good idea to put the gas tank right behind the rear bumper. 
I don't know why. It seems like you don't have to be an engineer to figure out that's a bad idea. But they did. And so when cars, when Pintos had a rear-end collision accident, they tended to burst into flames. And so that created a problem from a liability standpoint. So Ford looked at it and they said, well, this is actually the case. I studied this in law school. They looked at it and they said, well, because the jury verdicts are so low, we're not going to do a recall of these cars because the recall would cost us more than what the litigation costs to defend the lawsuit. So we'll just defend the lawsuits. And that turned out to be a colossally bad decision as a company because the lawsuits ballooned and eventually Ford lost an enormous amount of money in litigation because these cars tended to explode fairly often. So if you apply that concept to what we're talking about, that was a bad design. Those cars should have been taken off the road, and those jury verdicts achieved a good purpose for society, removing harmful products off the road. But can you say that all autopilot programs on cars are harmful products? I don't know that you can say that. But the result would be the same, only this time if it results in manufacturers removing autopilot from features from all vehicles, at that point it's not removing a dangerous feature, it's removing a useful feature, all because of litigation. Now at this point we haven't seen that. In fact, the two lawsuits against Tesla were both decided in Tesla's favor. But eventually there's going to be a big case. We, we know that. The law of averages say that eventually the fact pattern is going to be correct. Someone's going to get a huge verdict against Tesla. And then we're going to have to revisit this concept about what our legal system should do. How should our legal system respond to technology that moves far faster than the law is able to keep up? That's why when I was on this morning on Total Information AM, we were talking this morning, and I'm on Wednesday mornings at 835. We were talking about a case at the Supreme Court where the Supremes are looking at this issue. Can politicians, not Donald Trump because he's not currently a politician, but can politicians who are currently in office block people from their social media feed who are harassing the politician, peppering them with questions they don't want to answer? Can you do that? Well, think about the think about the legal issue here. If you have a politician, you've got Governor Jones of the state of Franklin, obviously making all this up, you got Governor Jones of the state of Franklin decides that people are asking him questions that he doesn't want to deal with. So he decides to block people from his social media feed. But he uses that social media feed to talk about all the wonderful things that he's doing in the state of Franklin. Can you block him? Well, that violates the First Amendment because you have a government entity here being a governor of a state who's purposefully preventing someone from speaking on a topic of political speech. That is a quintessential violation of the First Amendment. However, if you look at Governor Jones's social media, he doesn't just talk about stuff that's political. He talks about his family life. He talks about things of interest to him. And so at what point can a government official blocks someone from a social media account since there's this intermingling of both personal, public, and private information that's being disseminated via social media? That's a great question. 
And yet the answer to that question is going to have to be given to us by a group of nine members of the Supreme Court, most of whom are over the age of 70. Have they even ever used social media before? I don't know. Do they even know what social media is? I don't know. Uh, But yet these are the folks who are going to be crafting a decision that's going to lay out the policy of the court system for the foreseeable future, decades. Decades of court precedent is going to come from what the Supreme Court decides in this particular case. Because social media isn't going anywhere. It's going to change. It's going to change in ways that we can't envision. It's going to become things that we can't predict, just like who 20 years ago could predict Twitter or X or Facebook. No, nobody could have predicted that. So we don't know what's going to happen 20 years from now. But how the legal system decides that question today will dictate how we deal with those issues in the future. So they got to get it right. But technology moves faster than the law. So by the time the courts and the legal system figure out how to deal with that particular issue, they'll be moving on to, you know, beaming things into your brain or something. I don't know what's next, but whatever it is, the legal precedent for that technology will be based on how the Supreme Court deals with social media technology today. That's why we need to get this autopilot issue resolved so we can deal with that issue as a society in the coming future. Hey, we got to take a break here. Last segment coming up. If there's anything on your mind, of course, phone lines are open, 314-436-7900. I will tell you, we've gotten more texts than I can count tonight. So thank you very much for participating. I try to respond during the breaks, but we'll be back after this for the last segment. At your service, KMOX. Welcome back to the last segment here on At Your Service for a Wednesday evening. Welcome back to KMOX. Glad you're with us this evening. And uh, thanks for participating in the show. Uh, Brian's given us a call here this evening. Hey, Brian, welcome to KMOX. Hi, Brad. Uh, I'm just surprised that since you're such a big fan of dad jokes that you didn't discuss well, a big part of uh, Halloween in St. Louis, which is the jokes that it, the kids tell. It, it definitely right? is. So I'm wondering, Brian, do you have uh, what would be your favorite Halloween jokes? I got a couple for you here. I uh, suspected what, as much. <laughs> what is grilled on the outside and empty on the inside? All right, say it again. What is grilled on the outside and empty on the inside? I got nothing. Matt, you got anything here? No, Matt's shaking his head. No. Okay, you stumped us. What is it? A Halloweeny. A Halloweeny. Okay. Well, that's a that's a dad joke. You know, that's where you get groans right, right. instead well, that's of what Halloween's about. Is like, this is the dad joke. I know, and I I'm a big fan of jokes that aren't necessarily funny but make you groan. Right. I love those kind of jokes. All right, ready for the next one? I'm ready ready and waiting. Knock, knock. Who's there? Little old lady. Little old lady who? Well, gee, Brad, I didn't know you could yodel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you suckered me in on that one. See, my, my I've got two favorites. My two favorites, and actually on one of these, Brian, you're, you're going to be envious. I had this one performed at Disney World. 
I came up with the joke. I told it to somebody at Disney World, and they told it to some kind of a ride that they were doing on Halloween. Oh, wow. so where, where? And you'll see why in just a moment. Where Where do pirates love to go on vacation? Orlando. And you got to say because oh, okay. you know, talk like a pirate, right? Uh, <laughs> that one. And uh, and and what is a ghost's favorite drink? I uh, don't know. Anything with booze. B O O S. See, so yeah, jokes are a part. So when you when you were trick or treating as a kid, Brian, would you actually tell jokes? Because I don't see kids telling these stupid Halloween jokes like they oh, did yeah. when we were. Do, do, have you seen that? Well, I don't give them a treat unless they tell me a joke. Well, when you put them on the spot, can they actually come up with a joke? Uh some of them. Uh, you know, the little ones have a hard time. But, yeah, well, you. I mean, you come. You got to. You got to give them a candy anyway if they're little. Yeah. In fact, here's a joke that I told, I still remember, I told when I was uh, a kid trick-or-treating. Um, if April showers bring Mayflowers, what do Mayflowers bring? But do, oh, Matt Pajeski knows this one, Matt. I, I believe the Mayflower brings some pilgrims, right? There you go. There, there you, you go. go. Okay. Uh, why did St. Joseph have a black eye? Why does St. Joseph have a black eye. I got nothing. Because he called St. Francis a sissy. Frank. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, you know, I hear the sound right now, Brian, and I don't know if you hear it, but that's the sound of radios clicking off everywhere across St. <laughs> oh, Louis right now. Can you hear it? That's what that is. That must be uh, time for my last one. Then. Okay, last joke, Brian. Lay it on us. What do you get when you cross an elephant with a rhinoceros? What do you get when you cross an elephant with a rhinoceros? Matt, any ideas? No, no Matt's shaking his head. Okay, you got us. What do you get? Elephino. No. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like <laughs> That's crickets. That's crickets, Brian. <laughs> hey, thank you very much for sharing your okay. Halloween jokes. I appreciate that, and uh, and as always, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to Camo X. All right, I love your show. Great, thank you. Glad you do. Uh, one of the things that I promised at the beginning of the show, actually, it was before the show when I was sitting in with uh, Matt Pauly earlier this evening. We talked about how much Halloween candy costs, and I said I'm going to answer the question: Why does it cost so much? And then, uh, you know, we got busy in the show and didn't get to it. So I, I want to get to this before the end of the show because. It's easy just to blame inflation, right? Everything costs more. Anything that you buy, everything that you purchase, any product you enjoy, right now everything costs more. In fact, uh, there's there was a question this week about whether Big Macs are going to eventually cost $18 because of inflation. And if they cost $18, who's going to buy it, right? So and inflation certainly is part of it, but there was the, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of, it's called the General Accounting Office, the GAO. It's part of the federal government. It's an office that's not run by Democrats. It's not run by Republicans. It's not political. Uh, it is a nonpartisan investigative body of the federal government. So the GAO came out with a study this week about why does Halloween candy cost so much? And they broke down how and what goes into the pricing for Halloween candy. And in this past year, 
tariffs. You know, there's a there's a whole set of subsidies and tariffs that are added to the cost of goods and services. For example, most of our sugar comes from Mexico. It doesn't come from Hawaii like those old CNH commercials, okay? It doesn't. It comes from Mexico. So when that sugar comes into the United States, the government places subsidies on that sugar to increase the price to level the playing field with U.S. sugar prices. But guess what? If those prices are matched, then there's no incentive for the uh, the U.S. companies to lower their prices, right, because they don't want the tariffs to go down, so they increase their prices. So according to the GAO, this past year, just the cost of the subsidies and the tariffs on sugar costs U.S. consumers $3.5 billion in the past year. So uh, if you consider all of the candy, all of the sodas, all of the sugar that's been sold in the United States this past year, $3.5 billion of that was simply due to tariffs that our government placed on sugar that's imported from Mexico. So if we didn't have those tariffs and it was a competitive free market system, then at that point, sugar costs would go down. Now, obviously, general inflation has made a huge impact on that. I'm not suggesting that that it hasn't. But if you suddenly made sugar $3.5 billion cheaper, then you would have products like candy bars, soda, baking sugar, whatever it is that you buy that has sugar in it, the price would come down because of government tariffs. So right now, whether it's regulatory costs, administrative costs, or in this instance, uh, taxes and tariffs, all of those things make your products cost more money. But you know what there is no tariff on? That's X. There's no tariffs on X. There's no taxes on listening to X. This, my friend, is the best value you will ever have, is listening right here to 1120 X. Coming up after the break, you're going to hear the best of Dave Glover, as you do every night right here at 10 o'clock. Thanks for listening to At Your Service. I'll be back next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.